Hey y'all, I'm Moni and you're mixing with Moni, okay? Welcome to my weekly mixer where I take your favorite Bravo shows, TV news, and hot topics, mix it with my opinions and some of my friends' opinions, a little shade, and sometimes a cocktail or two. I'm bringing in my POC perspective to shows we all love. Let's mix it up. Hello, 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 all you beautiful and wonderful mixologists out there. It is your girl, Moni, and you are listening to Mixing with Moni. Welcome back. It has been so long. I have a different voice, as you can tell, in the week. It feels like years, but in the week since I've last recorded, I have moved I am back home. I am in the DMV. I am on the lookout. I'm already doing so many things related to the Housewives while home, but I am on the lookout for the filming, the things, all of that of Potomac. I'm very back, happy to be back in the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area, but I also started a new job. And if you've been listening to me since the very beginning... <laughs> You know what this voice is. It took a break because last year was a pandemic and I did not work at camp. But you know, I let the kids. The kids love me. And the kids love me because I give them 150%. And that 50% is my voice. It has been one week of me being a camp runner. I'm a program leader of a camp. And honey, <laughs> this voice is gone. So if you were a fan of the voice being raspy before, it's back. If you're not, I'm very sorry, can say, as I'm recording this section of the podcast, it is worse today than the recording I did with Hannah the day before. So hopefully that's a little bit better and I won't try to, you know, prolong this for too long, but very excited this week to have Hannah Brown on. I love Hannah. Hannah is a great friend of mine and I am always completely forgetting that we're recording whenever I record with her. So really excited to get into New York and Beverly Hills with her. And of course, hot topics and what's going on in the Bravo sphere. Um, And then we also did a Patreon episode for The Bachelorette this week. She has some connections personally to The Bachelorette so or The Bachelorette season. So it was really fun to connect with her, talk about so many things. Bachelorette's on Patreon, me and Hannah talking Bravo and all the news. Oh yeah all the news. We're talking about it on this episode. Happy Juneteenth to all the people who needed that. Celebrating it as a national holiday. Okay. Yay. But um, still remains plenty of things in the way for people of color, Black and African-American people to reach equity, not just equality, but actual equity. So um, yeah, love on somebody this Juneteenth. Be kind to someone because that's super free. But if you're feeling frisky, you're welcome to treat your favorite Black creators or friends or whatever, just to be like, hey, girl, hey, person, hey, folks of you. I want to make sure that you're good and they're taking care of you as you literally fight a battle you were born into. And I just want you to know that we're good and everything is awesome with between us. But 
overall be good people and don't be an asshole because racism is bad for the skin. Again, that is literally my bestseller because it's a shirt that makes sense <laughs> and it's true. And it's not to say if you're not racist, you won't have bad skin. I have a friend who's very upset. She's like, hey, you say racism is bad for the skin and I have bad skin. I'm not saying that it absolves you of bad skin or skin problems. I'm saying that it just makes the skin problems worse if you are racist. So if you have an influx of bad skin on top of bad skin and your skin gets like, goes from bad to abysmal, you may want to check your heart. Just saying. Or talk to a dermatologist, one or the other. Either way, that is what I want for you this Juneteenth, but also happy pride. Thank you, Bravo, for including me very briefly in your pride video of all these fabulous creators. So many of them I'm happy to call friend and fellow podcast um, uh, guests. Thank you for including me and happy pride, everyone. It was such an honor to be able to um, be a part of that pride video. I posted it to my Instagram as well as they did to theirs. And it's just, it's feeling like a really good month. I don't know why, but moving into a new house during pride, like in the middle of pride month with my fiance is really cool. And being able to do that, you know, before Juneteenth and celebrate with her, is also really cool. And then I'm also back at camp and working with kids, which is my love, my one true love. And the kids are having fun. I walked 59,000 steps in one week, but the kids are excited. So that is what matters because after a global panorama, I just want the children to be happy. You know what I'm saying? So all that being said, let's get into all the fun this week because I am exhausted and I just want to watch Top Chef and more Bravo. I actually need to watch Beverly Hills again. So I'm going to do that and let it, let us dive into the drama of it all, the to be continued of it all, and the Ramona of it all on uh, New York and Beverly Hills. And of course, yeah, we're going to talk OC and other things. So coming up next, Hannah Brown. All right, guys, as promised, I am finally here with a very hoarse voice, but amazing guest. Hannah Brown, host of so many things. Let's see, Not Aspirational, the podcast. She has a Gossip Girl recap podcast with her friend Tyler, who is expert. I did her podcast about Disney throwbacks called Big Disney Energy. Almost said what it actually is, the BDE. <laughs> but um, they have a Gossip Girl recap podcast, which is just in time for the actual um, Gossip Girl reboot premiere coming up not too long away. Um, she she's on she has bachelorette like watch parties online. She's all over the place. She is the incomparable, the amazing, the entertaining Hannah Brown, whom I always have a good time with. Literally, just spent so much time talking offline in preparation to talk online. So very excited to have you back, Hannah. Welcome back. Oh my gosh, Monty, thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be back, thrilled to chat with you as always. Such an honor to be here and to talk about these these shows that we're going to dig into. Oh my gosh, yes. Literally, <laughs> I made coffee just for this. I started directing a summer camp this week. I'm grateful that children have outdoor and summer camp time after a full year of being away. 
Yes. But imagine, I mean, the oldest kid in my camp is six, <gasps> right? The oldest. And we only, the only um, limitation we have on kids is that they just have to be potty trained. So if they are, for instance, two and a half. Oh my God. Born into a pandemic because a year and a half we've been in this thing. They have no memory of their first year on earth. And their very first memory is that they're being dropped off in the middle of like 80 other kids away from mommy. And they're like, I'm sorry, what girl? The amount of kids that just start bawling and looking at me like, what in the fresh hell? (laughs) (laughs) I was promised a good time. And a good time does not include 90 other screaming children. So who boy, but very glad they are having um, so much fun. So much fun. Oh my gosh. You're, but like if I were a two and a half year old pandemic baby, and I got to see your beautiful <laughs> smiling face every day when oh. I got to camp. I would be like, okay, the vibes are good here. I can fuck no, with this place. I, I hope so because there is a small human. She is three. The first day she did cry a, a, a seven out of the eight hours that she was there oh. and um, does not tire herself out. It is truly remarkable. And was it the kind of crying where it's like, (laughs) like that kind, or was it just like quiet crying? No, it was, it was, there were stomps involved from eight 30 when she got dropped off to two 30 when she picked up, it was stomp, stomp, smash, smash, stompity, stompy. And second (laughs) day, she only cried until noon. Third day, only cried in the morning today. No crying at all. Does a full human nurturing soul need to carry her most of the day? Yes. Wow. But no crying. So I consider it a win and I'm just happy. She's happy. That is a win. That is a win. Wow. Don't want to fuck them torturing children by simply having them in my presence. (laughs) Yeah. Camp is weird because I feel like everyone, I, I just, I remember I, as a kid went to day camp when I was really little and like, yeah, everyone like tells you it's going to be fun, but in some ways it just feels like school. And so I feel like sometimes as a kid, it's confusing. And it all just depends on like the camp and what you're doing yes. like, for me. I just want to do crafts all day. Like when I was a kid, I was like, I'm not interested in like running around. Yeah. And they really <laughs> love like STEM and art, which they do every other day. Mm-hmm. And it's reptiles involved. And they're like making, they're like melting quote unquote melting ice with like water droplets and things oh, cool. like it's super fun for them they're making crocodiles learning about reptiles so they're having fun in those things mm-hmm. but just in the midst of all of the pandemicness just keeping air filters on and making sure kids are distant and not touching each other when they're six and you're in my space. And that's so hard, especially when it's their, a lot of their first times ever really being interactive with other kids. I mean, they right. missed a whole year of school. So some of them may have forgotten for six-year-olds. The last time doing that was maybe four. They were daycare, like for four-year-olds, so they've never done it. <laughs> so they have not had a lot of like socialization and interaction and I just want them to have a really good time. And I think it's working. I mean, it's only the first week, but man, have I given all of my physical body to this. So obviously every day I am not on my phone because I am fully immersed in the children and making right. sure the children are having a good day and the counselors are okay. 
So imagine my surprise, I like get out of camp one day and it's like people are like, OC, I see Bravo is making full on declarations that so-and-so is back to OC. Um, let's talk about this news. OC is shaken up. As oh my gosh. Requested. Yes. Okay. Um, the obvious one. So yes, Elizabeth Vargas, she's not back. Okay. Oh, one season housewife is not a new thing. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Bronwyn, I'm actually surprised they chose not to bring back because they've never had a lesbian housewife. And I feel like it's time. Yeah. On the simple fact of that. Not that she should be reduced to just, you know, her sexual orientation, but like, girl, mm-hmm. we, it's it's about time. I would have loved to see that play out. But totally. um, you know, that was a choice. And I guess they wanted to feel like they weren't choosing sides between the political differences between Bronwyn and Kelly Dodd, who is fired. I do love Bronwyn personally. I have a great relationship with her, but I am almost willing to accept any casualty of getting Kelly Dodd out of here. I know it really sucks. And I I agree with you though. I really thought that given everything Bronwyn's like been dealing with publicly on her Instagram, as far as like coming out and now she's sober. I just like, she's in a really beautiful, like transitional year, like Mm -hmm. what year, year and a half. And so I would have really liked to see that play out on the show. And I'm just kind of bummed out that we're not going to get to see that as much. And it's like, yeah, Kelly should have been fired like three years ago. Like, bye, like get her out of there. Yeah, I'm hearing some rumblings that in order to get Heather back, they needed to fire Kelly because Heather would not film with Kelly. That's hilarious. And I completely buy it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's a rumor um, hearsay, but I'm almost positive that that makes sense. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, it does suck because it feels like wrong. I, I hate that Brahma had to go out on the year that she did, like on the on that storyline, because sobering up is tough. Um, especially yeah. when you have like a situation like Lala who sobered up on the show. It was a rough year when she mm-hmm. was sobering up. Um, she was also grieving and everything. And then all of a sudden she's back and they're doing another season. And I feel like I would like to see what that looks like before yeah. we see if they're boring or if they're really irrational or was it truly their dependency on something that was uh, not in their control in that moment, but now they have in a place where they feel like they're under, con- it's under control. Right. Did you see the text that Bronwyn sent to Kelly and that Kelly posted it? That was really unhinged. I mean, like my Instagram feed has been so much Kelly Dodd content. Well, just like Real Housewives of OC content because of all the amazing Bravo accounts I follow. And seeing that text time and time again, I was like, Kelly Dodd, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, also- what girl there's no way you thought that this made you look good like the text is crazy it's absolutely crazy it's doesn't make sense that she thought that it would make her look good right because it's her response to it Bronwyn texts Kelly something to the effect of I hope you're okay reaching out because they both you know were replaced and got fired I know we've been through hell and back, but I'm here. Kelly, I thought that was better woman than me. Wouldn't been, I would never. And because of a response like this, it's unhinged. She goes, this was your fault. We'd still be on the show if you didn't make things so dark and ugly and brought all that political quote unquote woke BS. Take a personal offense to that. I don't know why. Um, Your lies about me calling me a racist and a homophobe 
were horribly destructive and your phony storylines didn't help either. Bron- Bronwyn's response is priceless. Well, I'm still sober and still gay. Like I said, if you ever want to talk, I'm here. I cackled. So fake storylines were a girl because those things still exist. I mean, Bronwyn definitely took the high road. I don't know that I would have been able to do the same. Oh, no, I wouldn't have not been able to. I would have, cho- I would have chosen not to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, what the fuck does anyone owe Kelly Dodd at this point? She's a nightmare. Like, I can't believe you actually think of all the things you've had to defend on the internet and stuff about your views and everything, you think it's because of Bronwyn, a right. second season housewife, that that's what got you fired? Right. But you've been there so long, they would not have cared if it was that, if that was truly the case. It was because you are, you have people boycotted the show because of you. Yeah. Like. She was a liability. Is, she is a liability. She was literally costing the show ratings and they didn't even know why they had to really figure that out and troubleshoot that and you were Mm -hmm. the trouble so they said Mm -hmm. get out you know they're bringing back fancy pants and we're all very excited fancy pants i I love her i've spoken about it at nauseam how much i really need to just figure i want to know what shape she chose for her ice cubes because i didn't know it was possible that you could choose the shape of your ice cube dispenser in your custom refrigerator. And I miss those kinds of problems. When she was building her house on OC, her last season, that's what it was. And we never got to see the finished product. Yes, I know. I can see it on YouTube. I don't want to. No. I remember the episode. I just rewatched it. It was during the Brooks years when Terry was like, I want to sell the house and buy this lot. Look at this lot. Someone offered us an offer on the house. And we're going to do it. And she's like, okay. And then she's building this big, beautiful grand home. And she mm-hmm. took her young kids. I think the oldest one was like 11 at the time through the house and explained chandeliers and other finishes to children who do not care <laughs> at all. She said, okay, so look, so the chand- we're going to have two big chandeliers, one right here and there. I'm like, they don't care, girl. Is there That's- a pool? Do they have turf to, to play? Oh my God. She's such an icon. I, I've actually never done like an OC rewatch, but like the, I I've never done one. And I never really watched the like super early seasons. I've never been fully on board with OC, but like those Brooks years were so wild. Like, I feel like I might need to dig in. So I don't love MKE. I'm not a Megan King. I've been staying. I don't love her as an individual, Mm -hmm. but when she came on that show and she discovered those Brooks that she brought that man down yeah and I honestly feel especially the years later when she wasn't there that Vicky high key owed her an apology because so much of what Vicky ended up going through later suing Brooks and everything like that she deserved that validation like I tried to get you out of this but I think the embarrassment for Vicky is what you know, stops her because she was a woman of a particular age looking for love. It's very dirty, John. And she was so trying dirty, to get that, you know, that love and affection. And he like love bombed her and then kind of manipulated her. And, but I'm like, you didn't even listen to your daughter. Like, so if she's not going to apologize to Brianna and then her other best friend, Tamara, she's not going to apologize to Megan King Edmonds, but a girl can dream because the girl totally. was uncovering things. Oh my she gosh. was like, I called them. I called the, I called the diagnostic center. They don't do those pet scans. I'm like, Nancy drew wishes, you know? <laughs> uh, right. Like MKE PI, two judge girls call them. But also before we move on to the shows, what about also Kelly's husband getting fired too? 
Bro, I don't think Fox. I knew that. Rick Leventhal. Uh huh. So oh. now the Leventhals are unemployed in dolls, and they're just running around. And Kelly has been like, "Oh yeah, I got fired because I'm a conservative." I'm like, "You think you got fired because you're a conservative on Real Housewives of Orange County?" Right. If anyone was the outlier, it was Bronwyn. Like that was the only right. outlier because Shannon's like, oh, "I don't want to get political." I'm pretty sure Emily Simpson is like is a registered Republican and a sure. former Trump supporter. I don't know about current. I don't keep up with her. So sure. that's not possible. But also you said you weren't a conservative. So which is it, Kelly? Pick a lane. I mean, and Ramona's conservative. And right. She's still so that's on the not show. it. Yeah. At least I would say about 45% of, of Bravo is actually more conservative. Mm-hmm. The viewership, not so much. Right. But the actual casting of Housewives, at least, Definitely. And I would expect it in Orange County because that's the way that particular county tends to lean. So sure. Kelly, they didn't fire you for being a, like a member of the, the community. I mean, Andy literally stuck up for you in that sense on Radio Andy saying that is what most people are in her area, that they agree mm-hmm. with her points of view about a lot of things, including COVID. So I don't know. I know I did see a cute, a cute little meme that was very funny. And it said, um, one could say this is Bravo's way of uh, thinning the herd. Ooh, zing. <laughs> I love that. Bravo that did ex- need to thin the herd. Because that's exactly what Kelly said, that COVID was God's way of thinning the herd. Um, disgusting. So disgusting. Yeah, girl, I think those type of things, it would get you fired. It has nothing to do with your political views and everything to do with you being a freaking dumbass mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. speaking like one like just out just bad everything just awful. oh my the word vomit i mean she's out of control well, again Teresa judice definitely republican like rides hard for donald trump still in the yeah show. i mean it, it has nothing to do with that girl it, it honestly didn't like the, the audacity of this woman like mm-hmm. um but very glad she's gone and we will never have to deal with kelly Dodd again I'm happy if, you know, they had to choose anyone. I hope that they don't, when I'm hearing that they also might pick Noella, allegedly, who is Broadman's like best friend, who she tried to get on the show before I'm hearing. And they've like done a lot of things together. So probably also kind of like filmed and stuff. It would have been cool if she was a friend of or like a, a housewife up there, but it is tough if she is brought on her friend. That's cold. Yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise, we're currently only at four. We have Emily, Gina, Gina, Shannon, and Heather. That is not an interesting cast. We need to, people like, oh, maybe three friends up. I don't want an Atlanta situation where we have so many friends up, we don't know what's happening. Right. Because I can't invest in those storylines. They're only in and out. They only come for a couple of things. For sure. For sure. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think like, I think I was talking to Tom Hamlet about this, like, you need bigger casts on these shows because it's just like probability. Like the more personalities you have in the mix, the more likely you're going to get right. some drama and storylines. So when it's smaller casts, it's a lot trickier to have the drama that we all crave out of these shows. Yeah, honey, because we are filling in on New York. I'm mm-hmm. feeling it on New mm-hmm. York and it feels thin. Whereas on Beverly Hills, I don't feel it as much if someone's exactly. not there. Kyle says, you know, Garcelle and Crystal are, Garcelle and Eric are coming to the party and it's still a party because exactly. we have space and we have people and we have bodies. New York, they were literally seat fillers at the beauty pageant. Like, yeah. who are these people? I don't know these I'm, people. New York's rough. I, I don't, 
it feels and, off. All right, let's get into it. Um, they start off with Heather and Leah going back and forth. Well, really, Leah's yelling at herself. Like she's yelling into a void. Heather's unbothered. Like, but I did laugh that when Heather was like, "You don't scare me, Leah," and Leah goes, "Okay, boo." What? <laughs> I was like, oh, "It's funny." Yeah, but clever point. Just mad, I guess. She is under the impression that Heather, I guess, said that basically it's irresponsible or something for Leah not to vote in an election where I guess the breakdown is if Leah is the ally that she's claiming for so many communities and things like that, especially those of color and having this BFF that is a black woman and is like, this is a very pivotal election for me and countless other minority Mm -hmm. groups. It could be seen and labeled and argued in the affirmative that it is irresponsible, especially when you have said power, especially when you know this election won't affect you. That's literally not the point. Like you don't always get the luxury of voting just simply for you. I've never been in an election where something didn't directly affect me as a black queer woman. Um, Mm -hmm, But mm -hmm. if you have that opportunity, you should use it as is your duty as a civilian. And Leah was unhinged. But (laughs) I loved Ebony's confessional just being like, oops, maybe I got the words wrong. My bad. Sorry, girl. (laughs) Like, I don't know what else to tell you. (laughs) How are you liking Ebony? Oh, I love Ebony. I think she's really fun. I think she's giving us that like aspirational, like OG housewives vibe that Mm -hmm. I've been missing, you know, on some of the newer additions. I mean, like getting to see her throw a party this week was really fun. Her apartment was beautiful. The food was amazing. Her apartment is gorgeous. And food was there. Thank you. Food. I was like, get the dogs away from the beautiful food. And Ebony just has, she's quick. She's funny. I just really like what she brings to the cast. And I think what we were missing last weekend, what last weekend, what am I saying? Last season (laughs) without Bethany there was like, there was no one to ground them. There was no one who was like the Greek chorus of the show to like, say what we as the viewers are thinking. Mm -hmm. And I think that that that's why last season just felt like a complete like drunken circus. And I think Ebony is that like grounded person we need in the cast I agree I think she's doing a really good job of that um it's interesting to me that I almost almost think that Sonia is also a Greek chorus yeah which is crazy to think about because Sonia is cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs fun I don't Mm -hmm. think she came to the boxing like ring drunk but her energy was that of a nice midday lubrication like she's hugging Martin. I've heard so much about you. Come here. She just throws her arm. Like, Oh, maybe I'm just jarred because again, COVID. And I'm like, Oh my God, I haven't thrown my arms around someone the first time I'm meeting them in two years, three years. What is happening? Isn't that wild? I know. It's so crazy. I'm like, Oh God. Again, another reason why I cannot wait for my own wedding so I can actually throw my arms around individually, all of you. And it's appropriate. Yes. Because it's a wedding. Yes. Uh, like, that's like uh, the gatherings, the hugs. It's all going to be amazing. Your I wedding. Amazing. Like, yeah. Like super quick injection. I have to say I have, we're doing a, because we're all in the DMV. We're doing a, like a DMV 
DC, Maryland, Virginia area meetup at the winery that the Potomac ladies did went to. Oh my God. They flipped the table and everything or like, you know, shaking the table. And I have merch that says team the table. So I'm going to wear my team the table shirt and like a nice little blazer. And it's, it's 11 of us, including Donnie and Quinn from um, Know That Pod. And I have Mandy from, uh, well, I did, actually didn't put any of this together. So I have no one. Um, <laughs> it is uh, Donnie and Quinn from the Know That Pod, Stephanie from Mocha Minutes, Chelsea from Ono Bravo, Samaj, Taria from What Else Is Going On, Amanda Page from It's All Happening, and Mandy Slutsker from Is This Real Life? And I am so wow. excited. That's an all-star crew. That's going to be so fun. I can't wait to see the pics. Yeah, I'm so excited. I think it'll be super duper fun. I just can't wait to wear my team to table shirt and have a bunch of people like all together in one place because we haven't had that in so long. But outside of that, at my wedding, I'm looking forward to throwing my arms around people the way Sonia throw her arms around Martin because that truly, I was like a hug from a stranger. I know. Who knew we'd miss it? I know. Oh my gosh. Like small talk with strangers was like my worst nightmare pre-pandemic. And now it's like exchanging pleasantries with a stranger and like smiling <sighs> like in at a bathroom at, like yes. a, at a happy hour. Like uh, you're in the bathroom. Like, oh my God, I love your shoes. Thanks girl. TJ Maxx. Exactly. Like, really? I love TJ Maxx. But you got to go to the one on the Chelsea Boulevard yes. because because they have all the plus girl sizes. Like, really didn't know that. Yeah, I love doing that. I really miss it. So fun. It's so, so great. fun. I've taken an influx of Ubers to work recently, and I literally, one of them was a Trader Joe's manager, and we spent 40 minutes the entire way home talking about Trader Joe's. I mean, there's so much to say. It's the best there's store of all time. There's so much to say. So I was like, yeah, I'm interested. He told me all the best Trader Joe's in my area to go to because he told me not to share this with anyone. So I'm going to share it with um, the actual thousands, plural of people that listen to me. <laughs> yeah. um, that if something is discontinued, because you know how much we love discontinued things. Yes. Because you go in, they're seasonal. You eat it. It's delicious. It's gone the next time you go. Yes. You're very upset and disappointed. Yeah. He said you can ask them where the least performing or like the lowest like volume store is in your area because they pretty much keep that stuff out until the inventory is gone so it could be up there for weeks if not a month later and I'm like I wish I would have known this before the maple popcorn was gone for the fall oh my but god. my god I got one bag and I ate the whole bag in a day and I went back and it was gone and I'm very upset Trader Joe's in the fall is like my king. Like they used to have this pumpkin almond creamer like two years ago that was discontinued this year. Very upsetting. Mm-hmm. And like it's, but but yes, they have so many good. Mini turkey fall. pot pies is mine. I got it two oh. years in a row. I used to get them. I got them once for an appetizer. I passed it off as if I made them myself. <laughs> um, listen, I was still in the dating stages and I was throwing a party for my now fiance's friends. And I was like, yeah, I made things. Oh my God, cute. <laughs> yeah, I had to do my duties to impress. <laughs> exactly. Hey, it worked. Listen, I got a ring, so I'm not yeah. complaining. Um, <laughs> I used to, they were turkey pot pies. I'd use them for a party. And then every weekend after that, I would just, in college, pop them in the oven and eat them for lunch. 
Oh. Delicious. There are many turkey pot pies. That's the fucking Only cutest thing I've ever heard. And then the year later, I was like, hi, it's November. Are they back? They're like, actually, we discontinued them. I said, that is rude. Don't ever do that to me again. That feels whatever phobic or racist. It feels racist because I am here yeah. for it. Like, obviously, it's not actually, but it felt racist. Yeah, totally. I'm looking for it and you're telling me no and I can't have it. And that feels like a, a violation of my civil rights. Yes. A personal attack. Give me the turkey pot pies. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, who doesn't love a pot pie? And now you're telling me that they're shrunk down to be miniature and adorable. I and mean, like, like, that's 12. like, that's like ugh, cuteness overload. Yes. I miss it so much. Speaking of cuteness, let's talk about this pageant that the Roni girls had because it's, it, it didn't. <laughs> so they all win in a sense because what are we doing and i didn't know it was a halloween party but i guess anything is better than that year that when again came as diana ross in an outfit that no one would have ever suspected was diana ross because none of those things existed not the skin color not the hair any of it so this is at least better but like i love that they each represented their own neighborhood like their own neck of the woods yeah that Ramona was gave us crazy eyes again though I love watching Ramona walk down a runway. <laughs> nothing, nothing makes me happier than seeing her eyes bug out of her head with that small little smile that mm-hmm. she thinks is really sexy and just kind of looks like a, looks like the Annabelle doll yeah. from those scary <laughs> movies. <laughs> a couple of moments I caught the sexy, but it looked like she was trying to reel it in. Like she's aware of that meme and mm-hmm. like, oh no, keep it together. But then she like can't help it. Cause like yeah, the eyes like, like, gotta get out, gotta get out. Yeah. It was tough to watch. But it really was. The ladies looked gorgeous, and I'm they happy did. for them. Who was this random audience? I don't know. I just so don't random. Understand. I so. just don't like hijinks. Like it, it, there was an episode of Kardashians in the last season, and I'm not a Kardashian person, but like I randomly had it on, and there was an episode where they're like, "We're gonna do an obstacle course to see if the Jenners or the Kardashian girls are like stronger." No, I hate and it. it I don't like episodes like that where it's just like stupid filler, like goofy hijinks. It's like in Vanderpump Rules when the guys dressed up as like old men, like that one time. It's like, what are we doing? Yeah, like I, it's my, I always say my least favorite season of OC is the one where they did the ropes course. Cause like, why? 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 Like, I don't understand. Why are we doing a ropes course? Or is this team building? Exactly. Is this the corporate retreat? Like, what are Come we on. doing? And I want to do that. I want to get drunk with y'all. Yes. I want to drink my rosé. Like, I'm very excited to talk on the Patreon about Bachelorette this week because it was the most fun I've ever had watching anything in a long time. Like, it's yeah. not fast moving, but I just drink a glass of rosé. And I this is not a plug. Do you know Zach? You know Zach Peters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No filter with Zach. Yes. He sent me his new like rose wine cooler things. Oh my God. Honey, them cans are small, but they are mighty. I didn't I know he had a rose. That's so exciting. I cannot drink a full one and I cannot save it. So we just get drunk. <laughs> How fun. Wow. It's, the can is not big, but it is, it maybe fills up like half of like my short glasses. So mm-hmm. it looks like the same amount that you would put like pour of like scotch or something mm-hmm. or not scotch, more like a, in a highball, like in a low ball glass, like with the ice, like a big ice cube. It's definitely like something that you would put up like a brown liquor. Mm-hmm. It's halfway through, but it's 12.9% alcohol, I think. Oh my God. Yeah. That's incredible. 12, 12 point something percent. And I'm like... 
oh my God. And he's asking me questions and I answered honestly as I could. He looked, you taste the hints of raspberry and a little bit of sage. And I was like, mm-hmm. All I know is I'm drunk, girl. <laughs> and I'm loving it. And that's the point. I had, had the fun. best bachelorette experience ever just sipping and like, so good. So I can't wait to talk about that. But this, on the other hand, I kept skipping around to be like, when does it get interesting? We'll say it got a little bit interesting at Ebony's voting party. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's talk about that. So that's the final one. Yes. And, you know, this is the second episode in a row that Sonia's coherent and a voice of so much reason. Yeah. I'm like, oh, Sonia knows what the fuck is going on. Even in her yes. drunken stupors in the past, she's watching things. Yes, she's paying attention. I was talking to Jake about that. We're just happy that Sonia's getting like a more dignified season because she's been just like the butt of the joke for so long. And like, and when her and Ebony had that lovely moment together last week where Ebony was like, you are not like a joke. Like, don't let your friends make you feel that way. Yeah. Um. And yeah, to hear Sonia be the voice of reason, I'm like, good for you. Like, it's good to see. I just, lo- yeah, I do love that. And I did love that moment. But like, I have been... I just feel for Ebony to have to have suffered under that like super insane, like actual racism moment of yeah. being like when well, first with Luann the week before, and then to be told, let me just make the public service announcement now. Please do not tell people of color that they are articulate, even if they are the most articulate person on the planet. If they mm-hmm. are speaking like freaking Barack Obama speech, you know, person, lawyer, the most particular person ever, mainly just because it is such a trigger for so many people because it's as if the standard is that we are not articulate. Mm -hmm. So if you're going out of your way to say, you are just so articulate. And then for Heather to say, has anyone ever told you that? Girl, her her entire career was in broadcasting. Yeah. She's a lawyer who has shows on TV. It's like literally her job. (laughs) Yeah. She literally Has makes anyone a lot ever of money. told you that? Yeah, girl, the girls at Fox. And then she's like, yeah, her. I've been told a few times. <laughs> like, she was an anchor. Like, what are you talking about? Her job is to literally speak into a microphone all day. Yeah. Wait, you know, do you tell the CNN girls you watch that they're articulate? You tweet them and go, Has anyone ever told you you're articulate? Yeah. Hey, Rachel like, Maddow. No. Yeah. Like, and I've never heard anyone say to Rich Mal, you know, you are just so articulate. Has anyone ever told you that? Like, I, I try to always equate it, especially when it comes to like women, it's easy to be like, I did this before with the N word. It's like, and, you know, like, why do you get to say, or other people get to say, it, I don't get to say, it. I'm like, well, imagine you call your BFFs the B word. You say, oh my God, bitch, I love you. And mm-hmm. you are like, you know how you mean it because you guys are kikiing. Your husband comes home and is like, bitch. You're like, excuse me? Right. Excuse me. Who are you talking to? What? Right. And even if he's like, oh, I thought it was a playful thing, you now have to do the unwelcomed work of filtering through, oh, was there edge in his voice? Is he going to do it again? Like, wait, what? Like, where did mm-hmm. that come from? Why do you think that was okay? You shouldn't have to do that in your own home, in your own marriage, in your own relationship. Same thing goes for that. But it also goes for, like, why would you ever say that you wouldn't say to a woman you know you're really good at mothering like to another mother maybe like their mom of three like did you know you're a really good mother it's like yes I hope so it's not like on mother's day you're just like you're right like, I'm looking for the validation you're just going it's so out of your patronizing. way yeah. to be like especially if you got that from like a man like right did you know you're just so good at mothering people it's like 
what are you t- okay girl right like, what I didn't and, ask for your opinion and to for her to have to go through that and just like roll her eyes like that is such a uh for me at least that's a trigger because I get it all the time and it's not that I don't think it's a compliment it's just that to me, if I'm going to put myself on a mic and speak, I mm-hmm. hope you understood what I was saying. And I'm hoping to come up as articulate. I wouldn't do it otherwise. But right. like, we do so much extra work to be that version of like, be professional, be articulate and all that stuff. So thank you for the validation. But like, I know. And then they're further going to have to go straight from that to emotionally laboring for Sonia and be like, Sonia, you're the best. Do you know that? Do you know you're yeah. actually really great? I'm like, women black women, women, period, like always having to be like, you know, that person for everyone else and get ourselves together at the same time. And I'm glad yeah. that I'm there forming some kind of like little, you know, relationship because listen, Sonia's low-key looking out for Ebony. She's like, mm, I didn't love how my friend Ramona, who was very manipulative and very strategic. I'm like, not you calling your friend out. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Like, being like, I don't love that she did that and that she uh, posted you because feels like a setup. And I'm like, huh, you're right. I mean, because if it wasn't for Ramona's caption, do you think it would have been a red flag to the girls? Because the caption was, you know how I love making new friends. And she also did it with Bershon as well, her new friend or whatever. Mm-hmm. Do you think it would have been a flag to them if it wasn't so much so that Ramona hates making new friends and posted her two new black friends and be like, I love friends. Yay, new friends. I think it would have been a red flag either way. You do? Okay. Personally. Yeah. I think like the like the timing of it, like Sonia was saying, like she's like, she knows that she's kind of like under fire for her like political beliefs and being so close to the election. Like she's trying to like say something without saying something. I just, I think Ramona's proven time and time again, that she is very manipulative and very self-serving. And I don't know. I feel like especially Sonia knows her well enough to like clock her bullshit, like immediately. Oh, for sure. Like, what do you think though? It does feel that way. I think Sonia's like, no, yeah, she would have, even without the caption, she would have posted it and been like, see, mm-hmm. yeah, you got it. Like people are friends with me and I am friends with people of color because she's never done it before. I mean, if she does have them, I think she's going out of her way to do it. What I found funny though, is that Ebony still called her on it and was like, are you coming to my party? And she was mm-hmm. like, you know what? I think I am going to go like make such a big like to do about it because mm-hmm. it feels safe. And that made me how, cause weren't we literally spending 20 minutes at the reunion last year uh, talking about your unsafety during a pandemic. Right. Right. Like, you don't wear masks in the ocean. Like that was the whole point. And it, it's all over Demois that like every other day during the pandemic, no, literally every day in the pandemic, she was out to dinner, maskless, like this, that, and the other, like gallivanting around New York and the Hamptons. So it's like, Ramona, we know you don't give a shit about the pandemic. Like, and stop. had COVID and lied yes. about plasma donation and all these things. Like, girl, huh? Not, yeah. you know what? I think I am going to come because it is going to be safe. I'm like, is that a joke? <laughs> 
maybe we should have invited a couple of people uh, from Mar-a-Lago or something to dinner and she would have came if she knew, <laughs> or one of her 55 girlfriends maybe oh my like gosh. one through 22 gets to come yeah her closest girlfriends I wonder if she has them numbered like I, I know right because I would not be able to remember that many people in my life I'm sorry oh my god girlfriend number one girlfriend number two girlfriend number three like that's yeah no and I don't think I'm I exhausted because I would forget no. I need a roster. Ramona is older than me and must have the memory of like an elephant. Are they the ones who remember everything? I think. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I just found that funny. And even Luann's kind of chiming in and it's like, yeah, it does seem a little um, strategic. And Leah's like, yeah, she's never posted me. Mm -hmm. I've been her new friend. She never posted me. It's very true. I guess we'll see um, how you ask that question. I mean, I have no doubt Ebony would, but how do you right. ask the question? Like, are you, did you post me as your black friend? Like I'm. <laughs> it's like, it's horrifying. I mean, like when Sonia was saying that I was like, should she be ta- talking about it? Like, should she be calling this out? Like, is it helpful or is it just making Ebony feel like isolated and shitty because that's happened time and time again in the last couple of weeks where these women in the cast, these white women in the cast have like said or done things to like make her uncomfortable. And so, yeah. like, I, you know, like piggybacking off what you were saying, like it is hard to watch Ebony do this like emotional labor, like week in and week out, like week after week with all these women. It's like, can she just like fucking have a drink and a good time like everyone else? Yeah. And, you know, I see a lot of people push back on it and be like, why can't we just get back to like the frivolous fun? I'm like, unfortunately, this is just what it is when you have someone who is aware of the color of their skin yeah. and living in the world over a certain age. We're taught this at a very young age. This is how we are. But this is also just our experience, our normal day. Mm-hmm. Even when we are with our very best friends who are also looking like us or other people who are like make us feel super comfortable and safe, my normal happy hour really could be y'all will never guess what this girl did to me at the, at the store. Like how, mm-hmm. you know, it just happened when I was moving in the store, we, we ordered my, our couch from wouldn't release it for a day. And then when they did release it, they called my fiance and asked for proof of purchase when they have the order slip and the delivery slip that they wrote. We don't write it. They write it. What? And when the delivery people finally come, my fiance is like, did Y'all, do y'all typically ask for that? It was no, we never asked for a proof of purchase slip ever. Like my mom had to literally write letters to manage, like up above, above management. Like, and this is a company that she stops at all the time, like, and everything. And it's one of the most fun people adore this brand, this company. They adore them. It's one of the biggest ones. And she's spending thousands of dollars on furniture there and they mm-hmm. won't release it and asking for proof of purchase. That's like so it fucked was up. such a, and then the delivery guys like, oh yeah, when we did two other purchases that day, those didn't go right. But the third person that we did have, we met her at the store and she was cursing them out. She was also a black woman. So it's just like, what's going on? Like, we don't yeah. want to make everything about race. In fact, girl, we prefer you won't be racist. I would mm-hmm. really prefer people not be racist. It would be so much better on me. But the normal part of my experience is when I can brush it off, when I can't, and then going to tell my girlfriends, you will never guess this girl. I feel like I'm that girl's black friend. Like these type of things, which is what the show is. It's you getting together with your girlfriends. That's literally what they're doing right now. Right. So what else do you want from her? That's the whole point. And that is how she's, uh, I hope she wants to very badly probably just laugh and have fun. But 
they also filmed during election season of 2020. True. And there was a very wild time. I mean, I it it's so crazy that Beverly Hills and New York really did line up the same day, the same way, because the same episode was also an election. Day. Right. Right. I think like I think just to like clarify too, I like like that those conversations are being had on the show. I just wish that Ebony would get to have them on her own terms and not no, be like yeah, no, I totally forced in a corner to have them. You know I what wish I mean? She wasn't being um that yeah, that she wasn't like, there to like defend anything or question her own, you know what right. I mean? I, and I, as much as I love for Sonia calling it out, it would have been great if she called it out to Ramona before she called it out to Ebony. Like, are you right. doing this for that reason? Like protect her on the, the front end. But I also understand like she was trying to, I guess, warn her. I like the girl, but she's a rat. Be careful of my mm-hmm. own friend. Like, oh, call her out. Like, you know, yeah. in that sense. But yeah, it would have been nice if Ebony was like, oh, I thought me and Ramona were like, you know. Yeah. She's, you know, different. But, uh, you know, keeping her on alert, I guess, especially as Bershawn comes in is uh, mm-hmm. is nice. But <sighs> Sonia, I just love her. When she said what she said last week about how, you know, they got to get uncomfortable. They got to read the page and then understand it and then turn it and they can move forward. I was like, you better reach, girl. Yes. And then wait, didn't you post that clip and you were like, it's the little like nod for me. Like at the yes. end, she's like, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. and that's, that's what it is. Yeah. I'm <laughs> like, Sonia, yes. Just make her the, the, she's writing the doctrines of New York this year. Again, yes. who knew Sonia would be the most coherent voice in the room. I know. Very I happy loved- for her. And I loved her little Elle Woods election day outfit and Ramona was giving her a shit for it. And I was like, you back the fuck off. Let's talk about what Leah's wearing that t-shirt say, with a tail. Honey, Leah's confessional outfits are abysmal. I'm sorry. I've given it two seasons now. This we tried. Flame cut cardboard boob squeezing thing with that. I don't know what it is, but I don't love it. What is going on? It's not okay. I tried last year. They were, I was like, what is this fingered, like Muppet multicolor <laughs> gloves matching bodysuit? I'm like, I don't know. It's fashion. Like, look at it. I'm like, no, no. What, what, didn't Luann say like, even Louis Vuitton makes mistakes. Yes. So yeah. Yes. Mistake. Like, I'm like ugly as ugly. I don't care whose name is on the tag. I don't like what you're wearing. Are. ugly this is not these aren't cute which is so crazy but like I get it New York doesn't have all of the money anymore they're not the money gals but Mm -hmm. I'm just I'm feeling the low numbers I'm feeling the lack of um finance um Mm -hmm. I think Ebony is doing great but she can't do it by herself exactly need a little bit more finance why Mm -hmm. can't we like go through like Frederick Eklund's like guidebook of all the houses he sold and like any of you if they were willing to be filmed for one episode what's 23 more you know please I know I really think we just need like a bigger cast shakeup like Sonia can stay Luann and Ramona like I would be okay with them leaving I feel like there's just this like there's a new fresh like era of Bravo that I'm hoping is on the horizon but like mm-hmm. they need to fucking like either do it or don't right now in the cast, we're getting like this divide between like the OGs who want it to be what it was in 2010 and the newer cast members that are just trying to like be themselves and like let it evolve. And everyone needs to be on board to let it evolve, you know? Mm -hmm. 
I, I love Sonia, but I'd even be okay with her being a friend of because yeah. her storyline is no longer there. Like, exactly. Unless Quincy can film because now she's of age, I don't see it happening. And I don't think yeah. she wants to. I think she wants to keep her coins. And, you know, I get it. I would too. Like that apartment mm-hmm. that Sonia was in like a season and a half ago allegedly was Quincy's. And I'm like, yeah, girl, live it up. Be fun out there in the city of New yeah. York. She is fine and young and rich. And she gets it from her mama because Sonia is was a stunner. Back oh my in gosh, the day. gorgeous, gorgeous, good jeans. I wish I would have known what you know Sonia's husband, the bank, looked like, but he was kind of uh-huh. old and decrepit even when she married him. So we had like <laughs> yeah. zero, we had like zero log of this. Like those mm-hmm. pictures that circulated, like her Quincy at like four, and her husband, he was like seventy or sixty then. So yeah he's just le- leathery like people who are normally in their 60s and 70s aren't always leathery but he is yes that for means. sure yeah for sure so yeah that is um that and we're not where i'm not feeling the vacancy is on beverly hills and that Me feels neither. really good i'm also loving that we're having multiple gatherings in one episode again because it feels like we're doing something even when yes. we're doing nothing i liked it on new york this week we had like more than one party we were in a bus we we're constantly filming do you like them being on cast trips like because I these this is obviously the solution that Bravo has to filming during a pandemic. Put mm-hmm. them in a cast trip so they go somewhere multiple times and for long periods of time, like mm-hmm. like four or five days, they're in the house and they have constant content where they can be together. Do you like this strategy? Yes, I do because um, you know, I like it's it's escapism, you know, it's aspirational, like watching rich people go to like beautiful giant houses wherever. And so I'm enjoying it. And again, like yeah. you said, on Beverly Hills, like when they go on a trip, it's like not just a trip, it's like they're staying at these really extravagant places and the outfits oh they wear, God. it's like a whole experience for us as viewers. The Tahoe house, my insane. God insane bears and all like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. gorgeous love that they can walk on the premises and get a latte that's nice yeah where do i sign up literally like can't take me to there i want to go it's hard because i sent that place to or just like the picture of it i don't know even what it's called Mm -hmm. to my bridesmaid group like should we do this for our bachelor party they were like money stop watching housewives (laughs) like we do not have housewives money and i'm like i know damn it like, oh it just looks so much fun. Oh my gosh. No, similarly, I'm going to Sonoma for my 30th birthday next month with my sister and then my sister's best fun. friend who's like, yeah, who's like a second big sister to me. And then all of our significant others are coming and we're using this like concierge service to go to wineries and they like pick you up in like a really fancy like sprinter van. And my friend was like, oh my God, it's like housewives. We're going to be in a van together. And I was like, that yes. is housewives. Yeah. That is quintessential. That's part of some housewives when they go out of the country is them damn vans and they like yeah. leave somebody every time it's the best yeah. or they had like full-on fights like even marlo did that one year for like 45 minutes it was fan- glorious fantastic yes so beverly hills they're feeling rich they're looking good mm-hmm. i'm seeing some like slack that people are giving crystal for being a rich woman with like a hundred thousand dollar bag first of all again that is literally what we watched beverly hills for if yes. no other show beverly hills we watched for this why is it an issue that she is rich when literally Erica is on trial for using people's money in the most extravagant oh ways, God. like $40,000 for glam a month? Insane. 
you can only, I mean, it's all the same materials. We're all going to Ulta and Mac in Sephora. Exactly. We're all going there. It's all the same place. Exactly. So, and and, and didn't we, like, isn't Dana Pam literally famous for 25,000 sunglasses? Like that 25,000. Yeah. You know, know, 25,000. Like, did you know? 25,000. And like, (laughs) that was the, that was the moment. That was the time. Like Lisa Vanderpump used to have to find her husband in her home. Cause it was oh that God. large. She's like, Ken, Ken. Calling like him she, on the freaking intercom. Could never find him. Yeah. Taking a limo to Adrian's house. Like Having down the pet, street. Pet ponies that are inbred. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. That's the whole point of at least Beverly Hills. If not yes. all housewives as a whole, the whole thing of like behind the gate or whatever. I recently watched season one. That's the point. So yes. why are we getting on Crystal for having the money that we so desperately have been asking for of aspirational living, living? I don't know. I love Crystal and I will not hear a bad word about her or her $100,000 handbag. I love it. Do it, girl. Why not? Like, I love her. Have a gorgeous, beautiful handbag on there. They've Please. all had expensive handbags. They all have Birkins. What do you think the going to say? So her $95,000 one is too much, but like Kyle's $30,000 one is right, right on the money. Like, what is the problem? Exactly. I'm just, yeah, enough. The whole point is if you're spending 15000 plus on a handbag, you are, you're on the show. You're out of my league and you're aspirational living now. Because exactly. that's not what we do. Most people like wait their whole lives to get to a freaking Louis, Louis Vuitton. Yes. They like, okay, my mama is still on like the Michael Kors train. She doesn't care that it's now at the TJ Maxx. That's where she likes it. Because she I can love go the Michael and get Kors. one. Yes. Why not? Yes, An it's accessible Michael. Yes. Okay. We love a ready to wear. Like right. wear it out of the store. Like as soon as Juicy Couture comes back, please know I'm taking those out of the dust bags. I'm taking them oh. out of my ziploc vacuum seal bags and I'll be that girl again. That's like, amazing. Like, come on, we're all shopping Poshmark. We're all doing, you know, the 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 real, real. I mean, probably so is Dorit, but like at least Crystal has it. <laughs> we're not totally. doing the rent to runway. She has it. She is the moment. And she's being vulnerable. To me, she's giving a lot and she's not forcing it. I agree. And- yeah, she's giving a lot, talking about her eating disorder and then the shit that she's had to deal with with Sutton. I mean, like last week, when Crystal was crying about having her space and her boundaries violated and Sutton's way of dealing with that, I'm putting that in floppy air quotes, was to force a <laughs> hug on her and oh. then be like, I'll take your bags. I'll take your bags. It's like she fucking said no. <laughs> Leave her alone. Like, get out of her room. And you'll probably get flowers for me next week. I'm like, oh, my God. Sutton, Stop. I think we need to understand what boundaries are. Like, Sutton has socialization needs that I just kind of want to get in there and like work out like yes literally read the room why are you asking someone what are you what's going on in here like what are you doing in here because she's naked one I do not want you to see my naked body I do not yeah. know you two yeah. she probably didn't know if the cameras were coming with her or not because if you're knocking on the door where I know you're filming and our door is closed it, it, I don't know if you're if they're up they're down if they right. left yet like I don't know so can you leave? I don't want to, even if they're blurring it out, these are people I don't know. Right. Like naked body is allowed to be withheld. It, it's okay yes. if you don't want to be that girl who like gets into the tub with the big bath, you know, all the bubbles and do a Tamara right. Nettie. Like we're basically <laughs> right. making children on the TV. Yeah. It's like she closed the door for a reason. And like, I really resent when someone's like, and as they're knocking, they're opening the door. They're like, can I come in? And it's like, I didn't, 
give you permission to come in. So now here I am naked trying to hide my body on the floor. Like, get, get away from me. Yes, seriously. I just give her some space. Crystal is trying to navigate this. And I actually think she's doing a pretty damn good job. Mm-hmm. So shout out to her. Um, <laughs> these parties. Uh, we have, Well, we have one party and one, like, we don't really know what the end one is because it just seems like a meeting. Mm-hmm. At the meeting of the minds, mm-hmm. but of course we get it to be continued. They're really good. They're going to drag out this divorce. The way they started the episode with all this information and Erica going, I just thought I'd hold this man's hand to the way to the day he died. Did you? I've never known that. You literally never shared the amount of love you had. In no. fact, most we've literally heard you talk about Tom was probably this year as a, a sign of foreshadowing. Where three days ago you told Garcelle, you know that's a workhorse. That's a workhorse. Oh, he gave his life. He dedicated his life to being a lawyer. Oh my god. What are these words you're speaking? Because like I duh. Like he's like, oh, you talk to Tom? Like, why are they even asking you to talk to your husband? To me, that signifies you either don't do it enough. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, none of my friends have to ask, like, oh, did you talk to my fiance Maya? I'm like. They know. If I, if anything, I'm calling her from the car. Exactly. It's like when you're with someone, unless you like really never talk, or like, and especially if you have kids or something, you talk to them all the time. So to be like, you talk to Tom today, and it's like, yeah, just did, just did. It's like, it's like the way it just the the repertoire, the way it sounded, the tone was like calling my grandmother. Like my mom, like, did you call your nana today? And yes. Yes, I finally got around to it. She's doing really well. We talked. Their relationship has always been so fucking weird to me. And like age gap aside, I think age gaps, like depending on the couple can be completely irrelevant. If you're in love, you're in love. If you can make it work, you make it work. Not my business. Tom literally like is like, it was so lovely to see you today, Erica. Like they would go to these lunches Mm -hmm. or dinners and it would seem like a business meeting. And she'd be like, well, thank you so much. It's so lovely to see you as well. Like it was so overly formal and it seemed like they were being so careful that it's like, oh, well now we know why now we know part of Mm -hmm. why. I mean, like, do you think Erica knew? Yes. I think so too. I think she's full of shit. I thought it before even like the press and everything was like, oh, she dropped her lawyers because the lawyers basically found out that she withheld stuff and new mm-hmm. things. I had some lawyers reach out to me, like lawyer mixologists be like her. So when it says secretary on like, their, yeah. uh, and as her position, it's more officer of the company. Like she's actually like an actual position holder in the dealings not so much the person who like safeguards the building like mm-hmm. as the front desk person whom we love like I, I worship secretaries I think they have the best jobs and the coolest yes. so they know everything and yes. I'm just like, full of secrets spill it <laughs> <laughs> I love a nice secretary I'm yes. always like who is banging who what's going on who's Tell me everything. in the middle of the day who is hiding stuff? Who is misappropriating the funds? Like, I want to mm-hmm. know. So love secretary, safeguards yes. and everything. But this is like a different kind of secretary. This is like a, a tax filing type of secretary. Like it's a different, she's like listed in financial documents and things. <gasps> like she had to know. I think three days later, like for her to have just been talking about him, I feel like she just would have been more cagey, even with Garcelle, if she was truly feeling she was going to file. You know what yeah. I mean? But I yeah. also feel like Erica is the kind of person who makes such a split second decision. 
who, if she came home and allegedly, you know, she did that thing where she like posted, this is the woman who's fucking my husband, which she yeah. never would have posted. I think if she had just found out that Tom is cheating on her, I a, don't think she would have cared. And B, don't think she would go, she would be that heartbroken that three hours later, like same day, she would have filed papers. Right. That feels weird. Like that doesn't feel authentic to me. No. And I think that's, what's so frustrating. Like for me as a viewer, it's like, she's always been so calculated, so cold, so withholding. She gave us a lot of glam and like smoke and mirrors. So we didn't notice, or like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to say, I didn't notice that she didn't actually bring that much to the table until these last few seasons where I was like, wait, there's nothing going on beyond the glam. And now she's actually in this like shit show of a situation, but I just like I know we're all holding out for a conversation about it, but I really don't trust that she's going to give us anything because she never fucking has. But like, I keep, people keep saying, you think she'll talk about it. In my mind, I'm like, what exactly are you asking? Because if you're asking Mm -hmm. if she'll talk about the divorce, I think so. If you're asking if she'll talk about the reasons why the divorce, I don't think so. I, what is she going to talk about? The plane crash? The victims? This case, his lawyer, like she's not going to talk about any of the things that we actually needed to talk about, which is what made you file for divorce. Are you doing this so your assets are, di- are divided up? Like we know that that's a thing. If you file for divorce, they can't really take a home or anything like that because things need to be basically split up. Right. Are you doing it so that you like don't have, to, well, if you're married, you don't have to testify against him. But like, are you doing this to like, create space between the two of you like to be like oh my god we actually led two separate lives the whole time Mm -hmm. I were a lawyer I would use that as my defense I'd be like if you look at us on the screen on the tv for the years that I've been on the tv how many times have you even seen us in the same room right do we have a loving relationship to you I would admit like all the seasons of Beverly Hills into uh evidence and like make it discovery and then like make someone binge it all and be like you tell me do you find love there right exactly because we led two separate lives then cue that woman that she said is fucking her husband and boom he led a separate life i didn't know i just saw right. Rick's case i just kept her out of jail you just kept her I'll out of jail retainer. do you think she's actually going to go to jail yes oh my god I'm so interested to see how this plays out. Lawyer be like, hey, Jen Shaw, a thousand percent is, is going to go like a thousand percent because she was just too low or on the list of people they got rid of first mm-hmm. to not to, to be like skipped over. They mm-hmm. absolutely plan on probably sending her away. And because um, she's if, if she was one of the last, it's because she's one of the top. And right. If other people are getting deals and stuff, they're out of deals to give. And I'm like, ooh, this will be rough. They, I, they probably want to wait and see how the show plays out, which I don't think was a good idea that she filmed. Do you? No. The worst no. idea I've ever seen. It's like you're literally putting your personal life out there to be dissected even further, knowing that you're dealing with this right now. Like, I can't even imagine. And like, they mentioned that in the in the Housewife and the Hustler, too. That was like, why would they go on this show? I did. And like when they were talking about like, why would these people go on this show and flaunt their wealth the way they are, knowing that the way they're achieving it is like gross. So this, I hope it doesn't actually come off as like an excuse or or me playing devil's advocate because I'm not. Send them all away. I don't care. Like nine times out of 10, my grandmother would have been the kind of person who would get scammed by this. And she's been scammed twice. Like, so I have no sympathy for these kind of people. Yeah. Um, Like literally of her social security, like God bless her. Like it's not right. So I don't care. 
if they go to jail. I think that, you know, do it. Yeah. The government still is necessary. Don't let these people off. They should not be taking money from victims of anything or people who are just like old. <laughs> like mm-hmm. they live this long and now they're going to get robbed. Awful. Fuck you. Right. Like, Terrible. But what if they go on these shows because they genuinely believe that the way that they got the money or the money they have, they deserve, but they don't even notice that they're doing crimes anymore. That's they genuinely think they probably just like beat the system in a way of like, oh, they don't, they might've seen this like cutting corners or that what they did, they didn't think was illegal, illegal, but they were like, mm-hmm. it's not great, but like it works. And you just see the cash influx and all of a sudden you're like, because I mean, sometimes I get imposter syndrome where I like, I'm making, you know, these things like Juneteenth is coming up. Last Juneteenth, mm-hmm. people sent me money, like just coffee, Chipotle, things like that. It's now a federal holiday, which is great. I don't get it all. So that sucks. I'm like, oh, that's some bullshit. What are we talking about? I mean, granted, it's on a Saturday. So I yeah, think, but in observation, I don't get it all like the Friday before. So my black ass will still be at work sweating balls in the middle of the heat running for the kids but you know no. this is for the kids but like <laughs> I get imposter syndrome like wait is it legal that people are just giving me money just to like say they like me or that that you know and then they'll say things like it's because you know I listened to you for two hours while doing things I really needed to do exactly or you put out an extra episode that week and it really helped me like get through a day like I was at work and I was able to be like I oh, can't hear you earpods in like mm-hmm. and I love people be like yeah I used you to hide from my kids or hide from my husband or stay at the target longer I love no that one at the work talk to me because I was listening to you I'm like yes girl hide go ahead that so much yes but like I can imagine I can't I can imagine Maybe I just have, I believe in too good of people. It, I'm young. I'm very naive. I'm like, no, people can't be that bad. But I'm like, no, I am thought, too. Okay. So maybe together we're like, maybe they thought it wasn't like the bad kind of illegal, but like, <laughs> yeah. it's the like the okay, okay kind illegal. of illegal. <laughs> okay. But someone yeah. sending you money for a job you were doing as a podcaster or even as a gift, like totally fine. You're yeah, not go scamming asking. people. Yeah. Okay. You're not no, like, hey, not would you just... like to donate to like charity and then pocketing the money? You know no, what I mean? Like, like, even when people buy the merch, merch comes. Anytime I have like an influx of Patreon subscribers, I get antsy that there isn't an episode up. Like, oh my God. Four days. I'm like, I gotta just, give them something. Like, you're a kind person and a good entrepreneur. And I would yeah, argue maybe, that Tom and Erica are not kind and neither is Jen. And they're also not good entrepreneurs. Yeah, they're like lazy entrepreneurs. Maybe that's yeah. the point. Like they, yeah. so they look like they get sleep. I don't because I don't look stunning, but you are working your ass off for everything you have and you deserve it. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I, I, I really just try to like equate myself to like a gin shot. Like maybe they're not that bad, but like, yeah, yeah bad, absolutely. I, I was like, Monty, I'm going to stop you right there. We're going to bring okay. it back. Take all the Venmos for all the amazing work you do. No, like, I mean, honestly, guys, by the time you're listening to this, Juneteenth may have passed or may be coming up do something nice for the people in your lives. If that is me, thank you. But I hope I'm not the only black presence in your life. So Mm -hmm. make a friend, don't post it on Instagram, like Ramona to make it all performative, but like happily, like just be kind to people out there. Because again, like I said, a large part of even their best parts of their day, their happy hour experiences is talking about the racist bullshit they experience of like, Mm -hmm. why are you asking me for proof of purchase for a sofa 
if you're delivering it, you literally have the proof of purchase. That's unbelievable. Asking my fiance to send them a pink slip. Like, what is the shock here? I'd love to know. It's already discounted furniture. I wasn't buying it at the fucking Great Barrel, which is top of the line, or Ethan Allen. Like, this was a nice discount company. Like, girl, relax. How am I yeah. still a sofa? I was going to say that. I was like, who the fuck steals a sofa? You can't. And it, like, to not release it, and you can't even... Ew. Even if I did write a check, like, did you cash? Did you try to cash? Like, that even shouldn't be a thing. You take it from anybody else. But no, no one wrote a check. Cold, hard, nice, uncashed checking accounts. Like, debit, mm-hmm. not even... Girl, please. Like, I'm so sick of having to defend the things that I do and working 10 times hard. Like, to watch my mom in the store for the hard-earned money that she has be like, oh, let me not write a check just to get to already think about it. And it still happened anyway, because it's just second nature for us to be like, uh, let me switch it around. Like, let me not charge it. It's too big a purchase. Let me call the Ugh. bank. I don't want to be embarrassed. Like all these things, like it's always that we always have to call the bank ahead of time and be like, we're about to spend this money because if it declines, it's a whole different parade for us. Yeah. Like where those people that the car declined on, like, you know, like, oh, they don't have the money, the funds. Like, it's the most humiliating thing, like, to, mm-hmm. I, I'm sure a lot of people, but there is that connotation of, like, why Garcelle had to ask Kyle that question. Right. But, like, just because it's in the back of your mind, because you really do have to go through, like, these people treated me so horribly at this restaurant, and now I have to give them 20% of my hard-earned money, which is so stressful. Right. I do it anyway because service. Like, I've worked in service, but it is difficult when... You've been there. Like I've left a $20 bill on the table for a Pellegrino because I walked in, uh, I sat at the bar and no one's, no one is there, but no one talked to me for 30 minutes. And another nice looking couple come in that are not the same complexion as me. And they were the very next table next to us. And they were given water and bread immediately. <gasps> so when I get a call, um, yeah, you left your table. I said, oh, I've definitely left enough money on the table to cover it. And they're like, we just want to make sure nothing is wrong. And I'm like, well, no one came for 30 minutes. And they're like, we'll send you a gift card. I'm still waiting on that gift card. That was 2018. Just saying. What is this establishment? I will call and I will raise hell. <laughs> I, um, but yeah, it's like bad service is bad service. You shouldn't leave a good tip on being ignored. Why would you do that? But I completely understand what you're saying and what yes. Garcelle was saying that it's this whole complicated mental gymnastics that you have to go through as yes. a black person. I like had a, I had a, a nice person, a nice white woman who's one of my really close friends tell me that a certain boss of mine is, is, is a racist. And I was like, okay. And I'm working my tail off for this person every day, like burning rubber. And I am beat and heard them literally tell a customer. Yeah. We really just, you know, we're really, we're trying to hire diversity and really, really push for diversity, you know, and really give people a chance to prove themselves. I, I cried. I literally was like, I'm going to take a five minute break and I will be right back. Let me go check <sighs> on something. Went into the back and like hyperventilated because I'm like, oh my God, like, what does that even mean? Like prove myself. Right. My, my degree proves myself. I exactly. am more qualified than you to do this job. Like girl, goodbye. But in the moment, you're confronted with these things and you're just like, <laughs> okay. So it is really sometimes tough to see people like Erica and Tom, like get away with things when 
I'm watching other people get vilified, like Crystal in this bag for things that it don't even matter. And right. she's, doing, she's harming no one by spending the money of the director of Lion King. Doug right. has money, girl. He has well, $100,000. And I'm sorry, I'm like, did last time I checked, like in the early days of Erica Jane, when she flaunted her wealth, like in a way that Crystal does not, I think Crystal's very like elegant and classy about her wealth in a way that Mm -hmm. I don't think Erica is, but like, whatever. I feel like everyone was like, yes, queen Erica, you're so fabulous. Yes. You have so much money and you spend it on yourself and it's expensive to be you. And it was this like, it's a song. Yeah, it was this cute, endearing thing that Erica got to do, but Crystal has one really expensive handbag and people are like coming for her over it. I like really don't get that. That pisses right. me off. But didn't her husband like give her like that fancy ass tighter ring last year? Yeah. Yeah. Or two years ago. Like, that was and then thing. he got her a Marc Chagall painting, which is his favorite artist. And I'm like, okay, boring. <laughs> Again, I would submit that into evidence. He doesn't even know me. Exhibit Z. Like, He's like, that's my favorite artist. It's like, Tom, yeah, it's not your birthday. <laughs> yeah, so you got a picture for yourself. Yeah. I mean, low key, I would do that too. <laughs> I, I mean, like, I wouldn't, like, but like, I would. I'm a Leo. Like, yeah, I would do that too. But I would think about it. I would think about it. <laughs> yeah. I would be like, oh my God, this bag is going to help me help you. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. This I'll is carry my new your stuff in it too. <laughs> and I will put your keys in here. Yeah. You park the car. You're welcome. I love welcome. you. Love you yeah. so much. <laughs> Thank you for my never full PM. I'm just dropping hints. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, okay. So in closing for Beverly Hills, you know, we're waiting for, I mean, they, they have a party at Kyle's. It's an election party. She did raise a great point. I really did love, she was like, it's a really, she's like, I normally try not to talk about politics. Great that she has that option, but I love that she's not using it this year, um, this time. Great. Mm-hmm. She's like, as someone who's raising four daughters, it'd be really nice for them to see they're going even farther. The like the limit, the sky is literally the limit. They're taking mm-hmm. it to the White House. And I was like, oh, I love, I do love that for Kyle. I don't love Kyle, but I love that for a mother of all girls mm-hmm. to be like, do you see that literally there is no limit? The glass ceiling has been shattered and you are capable of doing whatever you want as a woman yeah. in this country. And that it, this is the country that that made, that was made to happen in. I love that. Yeah. Like, yeah. I thought that was really, really special. And I was like, yeah, I would love, especially for as someone who like teaches children. Like I love that for young girls and for young yeah. boys and young children at overall to be like, you know, this is something that you see normalized. You can never, I don't want to ever hear them say, a girl can't be an astronaut. A girl can be literally vice president. So it could be, they could be whatever. Exactly. Like this is like something that they should all see, especially kids. So I'm like, good for Kyle. And I love that she had a whole theme party around the election day. It was, I was cute. Needles, but like nice that we could just have a good time. Oh my God. I was up. like, I was binge eating like Papa John's and getting drunk being like, what's going on? Like, so Can I tell you that so four years ago, not to be like political, but yeah. four something years ago, when the first one came around, first election, mm-hmm. I had Papa John's pizza and Svetka. Mm-hmm in case it went one way <laughs> and champagne and charcuterie in case it went another way oh my god I love by that. nine o'clock at night I was like well time for the Papa John's oh my roommate did not believe me she was like no no we are breaking out the champagne I was like nah girl I think we got the smack 
I think the speck is coming out. And I just <laughs> did a bottle of orange specka and specka. Oh this my is God. not the good people's vodka. This is I, like- listen, if there was ever an occasion, it was the 2016 election. So. <laughs> And it was middle of the week. I mean, it was like a Thursday, but like, yeah, I had school and classes the next day on Friday for like, you know, I email my professors like, I'm not going to lie. I'm severely hungover. I don't necessarily know what from the election, yeah. the pizza or the specter. Could you be know, a combination. I was going to say, it's a little cocktail, no pun intended. <laughs> like, but yeah, no, yeah. Pounding the Papa John's, like, yeah, yeah, relatable. So it, it, to get mm-hmm. as coherent and cute as Kyle and all the girls did, love that for them. Yes. But yeah, truly nice party. I love that Lisa Rinna tried to connect and have a moment. I would really love it if she would stop talking about her child's eating disorder on TV. Yes. I feel like we've talked about this before on your yes. podcast. Yeah. Just please stop. Like I just stop. And especially telling it to new people. Yeah. I just really hate it. I don't know why. It's like, let the girls, if anything, Lisa, we need to talk about other people's relationship with food on this show. Yours included possibly. Exactly. I've never seen anyone eat. I see them I- drink. I just never see them eat anything. No, that's what I like about literally every other franchise is we actually get to see them like eat the beautiful food that they get to order at restaurants. When they have like full on like attack mode on Kenya because she ordered food for herself and not everybody else. <laughs> I loved it. But this is a fight that I can get behind. Like, yes, I was not like, order crab cakes for the group. Relatable content. She came back and was eating that crab cake and they were all like, I would have liked one. <laughs> also, Loki also ended Kenya being like, I'm hungry. <laughs> It is ordering I would, food. That's the thing. She's like, I'm gonna postmate something for myself. You can postmate something for yep. yourself. She's like, but, middle of the day, I'm hungry and I'm gonna yeah. eat it. Like it just made me she laugh. Did, she couldn't be bothered to organize it for everyone. She's like, I don't have time. I need to order something right now. Like I'm my, hungry. And I get my that. Favorite thing to hear about, like in the when I did the Potomac screener party, was that you know, things that happened behind the scenes. Like, yeah, Wendy allegedly ordered two of every meal every time they went out because it's on production. <laughs> So whenever they were at a restaurant filming, she said, let me get another one to go. And yes. take it home. I was like, do I stand already? I think I do. Wow. I love her. As <laughs> if I needed another reason. <gasps> wow. Isn't that amazing? That's incredible. I would do the you same know, thing. In her first year, she did that. She feels like, girl, I'm bold. I'm going I'm to take it. I love her. Energy. I just love it. Love That's it. amazing. What an icon. So then there we are pretty much the main event is that at the end, Erica is coming and they're all talking about the divorce. They all get a text. Well, no, only the Fierce Fox 5 gets a text. Fierce Fox 5, their text from Erica is all in periods. When she files for divorce, they see to beat the press and says, ladies, I consider you my close friends. And this is why I'm reaching out to tell you that I filed for divorce this morning. Thanks for supporting me. this will be tough will it i don't know we've never known anything the fact that her quote-unquote close friends are like completely like what the fuck yes my best friends would know wouldn't your best friends know if you were like probably gonna have a breakup with somebody yes forever they would know like a while in advance i'd be like okay prepare yourselves things are gonna be tough and i'm gonna need your help I would have at least cried over my relationship at least yes! once before I filed for divorce with my BFFs and been like, hey, BFF chill, I'm really struggling, tear, tear. Like, right. Why won't they listen to me? Like, uh, like some kind of complaint. They all were like, 
Well, you know, it's Erica. She had to do it this way. I'm like, did she? I don't know. I don't I hate know how they enable her. Like, it just annoys me. Like ever since I, I was kind of falling off the Erica train for a while. And then ever since the brands by Bravo thing happened, I was like, she is a monster. And I really like, don't care what happens to her. Maybe she was stressed because she could go to jail one day. Allegedly. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I would I mean, be stressed. Yeah. So why not take that out on an Instagram account? Right. That you don't know that it like, doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Like, that Whose doesn't content you stole. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't make sense to me at all. Yeah. Um, no, agree. So we're waiting around for her. Garcelle makes a really funny. I love that she could find the humor in this during this yes. time. Been like, you know, maybe it's uh, he's not getting it up because genuinely she has no information. So she's like, I don't know. She was just fine three days ago. Maybe it's because of the sex. I'm like, I love that that's where they went. Because they're all trying to figure it out, but they're not saying anything. I know. And then when she's like, couldn't she have like waited a little longer? And they're like, what? And then it like takes everyone a minute <laughs> to understand. And she's like, I'm just saying. <laughs> just saying like, he's old being this person, but like he's, he's on his way out in less than the amount of time you've already been married. Yeah. But then suddenly, I don't know. People live to be 100. You don't know anymore. I'm like, oh, man, it's a good point. <laughs> they never had a prenup, too, which is, like, just so shocking to me. Yeah, as a lawyer. Wouldn't you think, like, your whole life is, like, dealing with people getting fucked over? Well, I mean, I guess now I have a different perspective of Tom. But, yeah, like, you would think that he'd be like, oh, we should probably have a prenup. That's crazy, especially because he was a high-powered attorney when she met him. And right. she was like a waitress or something. Right. Not that, you know, waitresses make fine money, but not as much as lawyers, I'm sure. Yeah, not as much as the Brockovich lawyer, for sure. I don't know. Yeah. I think, I think like, I don't even have any assets. And I'm like, I don't know. I think prenups are kind of cool because then like, God forbid. I'm getting a prenup. And exactly. I'm currently in a closet with no furniture recording. I have a microphone and I'm using no. her computer. <laughs> I love that for you. I love all of the above for you. I think prenups are what's up because it's like, God forbid something doesn't work out. At least you don't have to have the, like, along with the sadness of having to split with your partner, you also like get to just like take your shit and go your separate ways instead of having yeah. to deal with like the logistics of yeah. separating everything. I mean, I did it because I'm a kid of divorce. So I know Same. what it looks like when they turn into actual like hating each other. Yes. And it's really interesting because at one point they love each other enough to make me. So how we go from that to literally the vitriol that I can see. And my parents had a absolute divorce it was the quickest process ever but mm -hmm. everything leading up to it and everything after like, they still cannot talk to each other they mm -hmm. cannot like the first time they've ever spoken to each other it's probably this year because I'm planning a wedding and having a move and they don't want to and they've done it twice and it's been like stress on both of them and they were married oh I'm what 25 they were married 20 years wow they've been divorced five years and they still cannot talk to each other so like, and then all the years leading up to it, I'm like, oh my God, this is a lot. So I just don't want the stress of being like, well, you need to handle this, you need to handle that, you need to handle right. this. It just seems like too much. So just if we keep even it clean. have nothing, I have too many law school friends and lawyer friends who are like, girl, happy for you. But planning a wedding is also a business, is a business things. So, so mm -hmm. is that. And that's how mm -hmm. I looked at it. I was like, it's a business thing. And Tom is a business person. Erica's a business person. Let she tell it. Like, right. Didn't she have a whole separate house for glam? Like you obviously had access to all his money, but this was just in case you filed for divorce. Like, right. I, she said it. she was going to hold his hand until she died, until he died. So maybe he knew that. I don't know. 
I don't know. I'm really interested in seeing how this plays out, but I'm also yeah. not holding my breath. Yeah, I don't have it. I lo- I can't wait for next week. I'm gonna watch. Like I love Beverly Hills. I don't know why nothing's happening, but like, and I hate that they keep dragging this out. But like, I won't I, quit. I'm I'm not anticipating anything new, but I am going no. to be around for all of it. Same, same. Yeah, Hannah. Any final Bravo thoughts? Anything that's pressing on your brain that you are like, you know what? I just need to say this before we go. Get this off my chest. I will say that if any of the mixologists are not watching Family Karma, get on it because mm-hmm. this season is already, it's hilarious. It's funny. I just think like they are doing great things on that show and everyone should tune in. Yeah, I'm probably going to binge it and mm-hmm. do a nice Family Karma and Shaw's episode because Fun. I binge it this weekend and then I'm going to do a little, you know, little run through because I love Family Karma. And season so two good. trailer looked even better than season one, but season one was like super important to watch so mm-hmm. that you can watch season two, but it's only two seasons. It's one and a half practically. So yes. you can catch up in like one day, easy. Oh, and everyone is so funny. Like I really enjoy like every single person on that show in a different okay. way. Yeah, so- Season okay. two is bringing it. Yeah, yeah, y'all watch it. Let's let's check it out. Let's do it together. Love yourself. Because all the other like non-Housewives shows is so funny. We're so critical of like nothing happening on Housewives. But mm-hmm. all the other shows where everything is happening, no one watches. But like- I know. People watch know. the whole deck and be like, oh my God, it was the most amazing season jam-packed every year. What is happening? I'm like, I don't exactly. watch that show and I'm missing out. Like I need yeah. to get on it. You got to get the off season, like the, the, the sideline shows. Those ones, the non-Housewives are- next level top tier so yeah yeah please tell the people where they can find you your amazing content especially those other things like gossip girl which is my favorite show you know oh my god thank you so much for having me money this was such a blast anytime i I didn't i forget we're recording sometimes i literally go are we recording because i'm just like talking it's so fun. It's so yes. fun. I always love talking with you. Um, y'all can follow me at Hannah A. Brown on Instagram and Twitter. Hannah A. Brown zero on TikTok. My podcast, Not Aspirational, is on an indefinite hiatus. But if you <laughs> like Gossip Girl, check out um, my podcast, You Know You Love Us, that I co-host with my friend Tyler Meredith, who is also the host of Big Disney Energy. We are recapping um, season two of Gossip Girl right now, and we're going to be moving right into the reboot when that starts airing. So check it out. Yes, do that. Also, if you haven't, Gossip Girl is just a fantastic binge. Um, it's 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 always a good binge. I never even disappointed. I always get dragged in way more than I should. Um, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening again to another episode of Mixing with Monty. Of course, merch is out. Please head on over to there if you would like to support me, help me pay for this damn wedding. Um, Patreon, of course, is where I'm actually headed with Hannah right now to talk very, very briefly about Bachelorette and everything going on with um Kate her name is Katie oh my yeah. god brain fart I have so <laughs> many kids names in my head Katie season um she even has some connections to this here season I can't wait to find out about so um you head on up to Patreon for that have a happy Juneteenth to everyone who is observing and anyone who wants to help other people observe or you know are excited to celebrate with us especially during Pride Month. Like, I'm very excited for a Juneteenth during Pride. Mm -hmm. Um, So head on over to, I don't know. Oh, yes. You can also follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Abby Smith-Money, M-I-X-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I. As always, stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe, and stay kind and good to yourselves and everybody else. Thank you. Goodbye.
For more about me, Bravo, Housewives, pop culture, and so much more, follow me on Instagram at MixingWithMani, M-I-X-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I. So you can keep up with me and don't forget to also leave a quick review on Apple Podcasts if that's where you're listening and rate me and maybe give me five stars. Thanks so much. Bye.